All right, so let's dig into the Word this morning. Um, I just have a short word I want to uh, uh, talk about out of Psalm 34. So if you have your Bible, grab your Bible and turn to Psalm 34 this morning. And uh, I don't think it's by any coincidence that Pastor Mark, months and months ago, before this pandemic ever started, uh, had a plan for our church to be in the book of Psalms throughout the, this period of our history. And I think it was, it was such a Holy Spirit moment that God brought us into this book for such a time as this. So I'm going to uh, read out the entire chapter of the 42nd Psalm this morning. So y'all, it's, uh, it's going to be on the screen, but if you have your Bible, get a highlighter, get a notebook, or get a pen, and I want you to underline a few words as we go through it. So let's read verse 1. As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? My tears have been my food day and night. While they say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember and pour out my soul within me. For I used to go along the throng, lead them in procession to the house of God with the voice of joy and thanksgiving, a multitude of festival, uh, keeping festival. Did you hear the despair in his voice, the, the longing, the, the there's something missing. There's something not connecting. The, the anxiety, the fear, the, the, uh, just the depth of his soul longing there. So then verse 5 happens. And verse 5 is such a key passage in this psalm. It says, Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you been, or become disturbed within me? Hope in God. Hope in God, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. Oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, and I love that word, therefore, I remember. If you have a pen, highlight or something, highlight that word, remember. Therefore, I remember you from the land of the Jordan, from the peaks of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep at the sound of your waterfalls. All your breakers and your waves have rolled over me. The Lord will command his loving kindness in the daytime and his song will be with me in the night a prayer to the God of my life. I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? As a shattering of my bones and, the, and my adversaries revile me, why they say to me all day, while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Why are you in despair, O my soul? And why have you become disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him the help of my countenance and my God. Heavenly Father, I pray for the next few minutes as we dig into your word and dig into the, the specifics of why you wrote this and, and what you're saying to us today. God, I pray that you will fill each and every one of us with the hope that we have in Christ. God, the salvation that we can trust and we can know who you are. God, I pray for the next few minutes that your Holy Spirit will come into each and every one of these homes that are watching today and may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding come in with a confidence and a boldness like we have never experienced before. Come in this moment, Lord God. Direct this, God. You take over the next few minutes, Father, as we surrender our lives before you and before your word. We pray these things in faith in the name of Jesus. Amen. Don't you hear the despair that is in the, the, the voice of the writer of Psalm, 34, or of Psalm 42. There's such, there's such a, a, a remembrance at the first five, six verses of, I remember when I did this, I remember this. I, my tears soak my bed. 
And there's such a, a, a desperation in his voice. Why? And then all of a sudden, as we read through the verse, we get to verse 5. And it's like a wake-up moment. It, it's, we call it an aha moment, right? Something just clicks, and he goes, hang on a second. You know, one of the things we say a lot around here is, you know, we've got to get out of our own heads, right? And we, we read the, furry, the first few verses of Psalm 40, or 42, excuse me, Psalm 42, if you, if you are confused, that's... My notes are messed up. Psalm 42, we reread the author. All of a sudden he goes, this is despair. My tears do this. My tears do this. And all of a sudden what happens? He goes, hang on a second. Why are you in despair? Why? Wait, wait, wait a second. Hang on. Why are you in despair, O oh my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? He has a moment that is a waking moment. And then even how he references God changes from verse 6 on. First of all, it says my soul thirsts for God in verse 2. My God, right? No, he actually just says, oh God, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When you actually, after verse 6, go down, you'll actually see in verse 9, he says, I will say to God, my rock. All of a sudden, he sees God as my rock. Why? Because something changes in verse 5 when he stops and says, hang on a second, why are you in despair, O oh my soul? And despair could be a good word used for what we see going on around us in the United States today, around the world. We see despair in so many people, in so many lives, because they don't have the hope that we in Christ have. They don't have the answers because there's nothing beyond this life. This life is it. And we as believers know that this life isn't it. This is nothing compared to the, the glory that we have waiting for us, eternity in Christ. And in a moment, this guy wakes up and goes, hang on a second. Why are you in despair, my soul? Why have you become disturbed within me? And what changes? He tells his soul, hope in God. And so I want to break down this verse and, and do some, a little bit of word study this morning for a few minutes. So hope, what is the word hope here? And it, it means to wait, to hope, to expect, and to be patient, to tarry. One of Mark's favorite words, to persevere. This, this hope is not just, oh, we, we hope they serve good food in the cafeteria tomorrow. We hope we get a good deal on our Pizza Hut order. Like, this is not a, oh, we'll just hope. No, this is an expectation. This is a waiting. This is a, I know what is going to happen. That's the hope that this verse is talking about. And we have that kind of hope in God. And in Christ, we have a hope that we can expect, that we don't have to wonder, we don't have to hope and pray, right? No, we have a, a hope we can expect because we know who God is. Is. And that's where it goes to verse 6 where he says, I remember who God is. And that's the, th the biggest thing I want you to walk away from today is, is we have to remember who our God is. To truly experience the hope our hearts desire, we have to remember who God is. Hope in God, the writer tells us. Not maybe, not perhaps, but who God truly is. God is at work in the midst of our chaos and our crisis, period, hands down. He never stops working. He never sleeps and slumbers. He is always present. He is always at work. So in the middle of our situations, there is always hope in God, my rock, and we can expect that he is who he is. The second part, it says, for I will again praise him. And I love the word again because this reminds me, I've been here before. This is not my end. I've walked through valleys. I've walked through crisis. We've never seen in our lifetime a crisis like it is today. We never have. 
We, we've never seen this type of just global pandemic shutdown. We've never experienced it. But what we have experienced, if we are believers in Jesus, we have experienced a salvation from death to life from darkness to light, and this pandemic has nothing in comparison to who we were before Christ and then the hope we have in God's salvation. We need to remind ourselves that God has already brought us through in our salvation, in our new life in Christ. This is nothing compared to that. We need to remind ourselves that again, I will praise Him. I will again praise Him. I've been down a road. God's brought me salvation before. Uh, I will again is a statement of belief and faith, of faith that this is not my end. Second word in this is praise. I love this definition. It says to praise is to throw, to cast, to speak out, to confess, to praise, kissing, like Pastor Mark preached about several weeks ago, to give thanks and to think. And I love this. Especially, this word to praise, especially in rec- is especially it is the acknowledgement of sins, man's character, the nature of God, or the work of God. It is a declaration and recognition of a fact, whether it's good or bad. So it's a declaration. I will again praise him. This is not, again, hoping and wishing of something that God is. He said, no, I will remind myself and I will again praise my God. I am stating the fact of what is. Not a wish, not a hope, but who God is. And that's the importance of staying in the Word of God. Because the Word of God reveals who God is. His character, His love, His mercy, His grace. And we need to take a moment and remind ourselves that the character of God to confess those things and confess our fears and our depressions and our anxieties before God and say, God, this is the way I feel, but the way I feel does not change the fact of who you are. And we need to confess those things as well. God is gracious. He is merciful. He is. We have to declare all that God has done in our life. That's one of the reasons that we start each week. Thanksgiving, reminding ourselves and declaring to everyone, this is what God has done in my life. This is who God has been in my life this week. And it's very important. 1 Chronicles 16, 23 and 24 as the temple was being built, as the ark was being brought back, David wrote this psalm and had the people sing this psalm. 1 Chronicles 16, 23, and 24 says, Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim His salvation day after day. Day after day. Not one time, but day after day. Proclaim His salvation. Declare His glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all the people. It is our job to declare who God is, the hope that we have in Him, and the salvation that He has brought to our life. Those are the things that remind our minds. And that is the changing point in Psalm 42. He says, hang on a second, why are you in despair? Why are you... Hope in God, I will. It was a choice that he had to make to choose to, in that moment, praise God for what He has already done and what He's getting ready to do. Thirdly, it says, for the help of his presence, help. And by the way, all these definitions come from the keyword study Bible, that uh, Greek and Hebrew dictionary. It says help. Help, deliverance, salvation, victory, and welfare. It is something saved or delivered. And here's the point I want you to get. The source of the salvation comes from outside the situation of, impre- of oppression. Let me read that again. 
the source of salvation comes from the outside the situation of oppression. So therefore, when he says for the help of his presence, we're not talking about we need to become better. The salvation, the help that we're talking about is a salvation coming from the outside to help what's on the inside. After the writer tells us that his soul to hope in God, the despair, I want you to get this, the despair does not go away. The simple declaration of hoping in God does not take away the despair, but how he approaches it changes. All of a sudden, when he can take his... I I use this uh, uh, illustration a lot when I teach people about prayer. So many times is we start our prayer time talking about who God is. Or I'm sorry, uh, talking about all our problems. We take our problems before God. And it's like we frame our entire prayer time by our problems. And then we ask God to fix it. And then we place God in the midst of our problems and say, fix it. What we have to do is do it reverse. We start with who God is and we frame everything, all of our prayer time in God, and then we put our problems inside of that box. And we realize, how little is our problems compared to who God is? And if we do it opposite, if we frame everything by our problems and ask God to invade our problems, we shrink God down to the size of our biggest problem. We need to shrink our problems in light of who God is. And there's no comparison with the greatness and the majesty of God. But our salvation doesn't come from inside of ourselves. Our salvation comes from outside. That's why in verse 9 he says, I will say to God, my rock. All of a sudden, I'm no longer looking at my problems. Oh, my tears are all this. I'm looking to God as my rock. So much of our culture, and this is a key point I want you to get. So much of our culture today says to look inside for the answers because the problems are out there. The Word of God says the problems are in my heart and my salvation is outside of myself. And too many times we get these reversed. We try to be better. We try to be a better parent. We try to be a better spouse. We try to be a better employee. But we have to understand the problem is in us. The salvation that we need is outside of us. It comes from this word. It comes from the God who wrote this, who had put his heart on paper for me and you to help us realize how big he is. And I'm telling you, in the midst of the despair and the crisis, the best thing we can do is to take a step outside of our problems and our circumstances and think and take time to remember who our God is. That's why in verse 6 he says, Oh my, go, oh my God, my soul is in despair within me. Therefore, I remember you from the land of the Jordan. I remember you from the Mount Mizar. I remember you from the peaks of Hermon. I take a moment and I remember you and what you have done and who you are and how you have proved your character time and time and time and time and time again to me. And all of a sudden, everything changes. And I want to challenge you in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of the chaos that is our life right now. Nobody can get away from this. This is not like we can just come into our house and, oh, everything's peachy. We can try to ignore it, but the truth of the matter is it's affecting everybody. It's affecting our kids. It's affecting our grandparents. It's affecting our employers. It's affecting everything. There's a a stress, an underlying stress and tension in so many. And I challenge you today, take some time. Write it. Journal it. Say, what has God done in me? What has God done for me? And if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus, let me challenge you, let today be the day. Because the problem is not the pandemic. 
The problem is not out there. The problem is inside of me and it's inside of you. It's the fact that we have a sinful heart that is rebelling against God, that wants our way, that wants our control in every situation. And the fear and the anxiety that we feel is because we feel like we don't have control of our lives. What's going to happen if I get this pandemic? What's going to happen if my kids get it? It's because we have a power that we can't control, and there's fear and anxiety because of this. And let me challenge you, whether you're a believer in Christ or not, surrender that control before Jesus. Allow his saving grace to come into your life today and say, God, I can't control this. And I had a conversation this week that I said, I have to every day surrender my what-ifs before my Heavenly Father before Jesus Christ and say, God, I can't handle this because I don't want to live in fear and anxiety. So I challenge you today, surrender those things before God. Surrender your life before Jesus and let let your hands go and say, God, I can't control this, but I know I don't want to live in fear and despair the rest of my life. And the hope that you need and the hope that your soul craves is only going to be found in Jesus Christ and in who God is. So I challenge you today, surrender your life before God. And I want to end with this, Psalm 121. It's a psalm that is so close to me, that is so near and dear to my heart. Psalm, I remember I was in a very dark place, and I remember having a phone call with one of my closest friends, Ken Pounders. And I I was texting him back and forth, and I walked into the woods. I live in the country of Montevallo. I walked out in the back of the woods. It was right around sunset, and I remember sitting down, and I was in total and just utter despair. I was crying and weeping in the middle of the woods. And for some reason, the Bible plan that I was following had me in Psalm 121. So in the middle of the woods, I pulled out my phone, and I read Psalm 121, and the God of the universe met me in that moment. So this is a very near and dear place to my heart, and I encourage you this week, as we read Psalm 91 and pray that prayer together, Read this every morning. If you're, if you're in despair, if you're struggling with anxiety, read this every morning. Psalm 121 says this. It says, I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in for this time and forevermore. And I want to read it one more time, but except you, I want you to read with me and say the word I. Are you ready? Let's read it. For I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow my foot to slip. He who keeps me will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither sleep nor slumber. The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is my shade on my right hand. The sun will not smite me by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect me from all evil. He will keep my soul. The Lord will guard my going out and my coming in from this time and forevermore. That is the character of who your God is. And if your God is not Jesus Christ, if you're serving something who is not Jesus Christ and lining up with the word of God, let me tell you, this is who God truly is. This is who he is to you. This is who he is to me. So if, you're, if you are struggling 
in this time, let me give you hope. Let me give you a purpose. Get into God's word. Get into the Psalms and find out and remember and remind your soul who your God is. And if you, are, if you don't have that relationship with Jesus, let today be the beginning of it. Let today be the day you finally go, God, I'm done. I can't control it. I can't, all I can do is fear and live in despair, and I don't want to do that anymore. I submit to you. I surrender my life before Jesus. God, you're God, and I'm tired of living for myself because it's miserable. I'm living for you from this day on. And I'm telling you, the whole peace that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and the minds in Christ Jesus because I know that's who God is. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that we can have hope in the midst of crisis. I thank you that we can have hope and remind ourselves who you are, the God that we serve, the God who saved us from a life of sin and death and has brought hope and purpose and life into our life. God, I thank you for being that God to me, for my family, for my friends, for my community, for my world. Thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus to die on a cross to take the penalty for my sin so that I don't have to live in death anymore. I don't have to live in despair. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to live in in crisis mode, God. I can live in the peace that passes all understanding, knowing who my God is, who holds my future, who is my keeper, who is my son, who is my shield. He is the one that guides me. He is the one that protects me. Every one of my days on earth are written in his book, in your book, Lord God, and I thank you for that, that I can hold on to that peace, that that knowledge, and that confidence in who you have called us to be and who you are to us. We love you. We thank you, Lord God. And we pray these things in faith in the name of Jesus. Amen.